Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. We're getting some more rock and roll today. A great band that supported Fozzie and our Judas Rising tour back in May. I'm talking about King with a Y. And the entire band is here. Only once in history is that happened. Well, actually twice. We had the whole Fozzie band. Then we had all of Living Color. And today we have all of King, Eddie, Tony, Pepe here on Talk is Jericho. Hey, everyone loves King. You know why? Because they're a great rock and roll band and they're a great group of guys too. Very fun. Funny, very humble, uh, very lovable. Let me tell you this, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth took him under his wing and gave them some great and funny advice. You hear that uh, James Hetfield from Metallica personally asked them to be a part of the Orion Festival uh, a few years ago, then asked if he could introduce them before they hit the stage. Uh, geez, James, let me check my schedule. I'm sure they were thinking. Jose Mangan, Talk is Jericho alumni, uh, also the heavy metal flag bearer at Sirius XM, has been championing them since they landed their first record deal, and Jose's the one who introduced me to King's music as well we're going to talk about all of that about the bus share that they did with Fozzie why they're my favorite bus share band of all the tours we've done we got a little music debate about the greatest rock songs of all time and of course they got plenty of crazy rock and roll stories about traveling around the country just the three of them in a van yeah they're their own crew which is another reason why people love them they manage their own career handle all their own business affairs all their own match tech for themselves they are a true DIY rock and roll band and they are funny very funny King is coming up and that is K-Y-N-G by the way you hear that story as well King is going to be here my Batitos are getting ready to be on Talk is Jericho. But first, the countdown is on until my fourth book, No is a Four-Letter Word, drops on August 29th. But you can pre-order it now at my Amazon store. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash I am Jericho. You can get all the Fozzie albums there as well, along with all my previous books. Once again, Amazon.com slash shop slash I am Jericho. You are going to love No is a Four-Letter Word. It is a new 20-step program on how you can achieve your goals. 20 principles that I've learned over the years. And if you came to the uh, uh, Dublin is Jericho, Belfast is Jericho spoken word shows, I told a couple of them stories. You are going to love them. They're funny. What to hear Vince McMahon, Bad Cow, the Keith Richards story, and uh, <laughs> many, many more. Lots of good stuff. All right. Speaking of uh, of Keith Richards and music and Fozzie, what a segue that was. The new album is coming in September, the new Fozzie record. And thanks to you guys, the first single, Judas, is now number 26 on the Billboard Active Rock Charts, our highest charting single to date. It's number five on the Sirius XM Octane Countdown, and it's the number one most added single in the entire United States. Let's check it out. we got to get to number one. But for right now, let's check out Fozzie right here. Juice. 
when we head to the UK this fall on the Judas Rising, a UK a European tour starting October 27th in Birmingham, England at the O2 Academy 2. And we got Dublin, Belfast, Chester, Manchester, London, Sheffield and Glasgow and Newcastle. That's on uh, November 5th. Then November 7th is Amsterdam, Offenburg, Germany, Pratelln, Roncade, Rome, Vienna, Munich, Essen, Hamburg, Genk. Belgium, Germany, Austria, Italy, Switzerland, uh, Netherlands, England, Scotland. We're going everywhere, man. We're doing VIP meet and greets and pre-show mini concert for all of those dates. The Fozzie experience is one of the best VIP experience, and we make sure you get your money's worth. So please get your tickets at FozzieRock.com and come rock with us before the show. Come play some songs with us. If you want to sing a song, now's your chance to come on stage and do that with Fozzie. FozzieRock.com for all information. All right, King is on the way. And you know why I'm able to have some such great guests on Talk is Jericho like King. It's thanks to you guys supporting all the great sponsors. I know a lot of you are already on the DDP Yoga program just like me. And if you live in the UK, WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page just announced the DDP UK Tour. He's bringing his crazy stories, over-the-top motivation, hilarious Q&As, and live DDP Yoga workshops to the UK. The DDP UK Tour hits Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, and London starting September 2nd. You'll be able to meet Dallas in person, take a selfie with him, have him sign an autograph, do whatever you want to do, and even better, he's going to teach you how to do yoga up close and personal. Join in on the Inspiration Meets Perspiration experience and find out why Dallas has the most infectious energy. Uh, he's a great dude. You're going to love him. Go to ddpuktour.com to reserve your spot and get all the details. One-on-one face-to-face yoga with DDP. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. ddpuktour.com And if Dallas isn't going to be in a city near you anytime soon, get the DDP Yoga Now app and get on the track to healthier living. I got the DDP Yoga Now app on my phone, so I can just open the app and do a workout wherever I am, whenever I want to do it. Over 150 workouts on the app, as well as the opportunity to do live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. And DDP Yoga can help you get in shape and live a healthier life as well. Dallas has thought of everything because he truly cares about everyone. He wants everyone to live a healthier life, meet all of your fitness goals and his ddp yoga program is great for anyone everyone any age any skill level i'm telling you i know from experience diamond dallas page has made it so easy for you that's right you to get on board his life-changing program 
Just take advantage of this tremendous deal that Dallas is offering. He's giving you 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY match swag and clothing. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. It's time to own your life, get in the best physical and mental shape you've ever been in, and do it now. Start today, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. This really works. I am living proof. I guarantee it. Hey, it's Shaq. And when the NBA offseason explodes like it just did, you know we're all over it on the big podcast with Shaq. All summer, we're bringing you the biggest guests from the NBA, the biggest stars in Hollywood, and tons of great laughs. We're way bigger than a sports podcast. So check us out this week, the big podcast with Shaq, with new episodes every Monday at podcastone.com. This this is Talk is Jericho. All right. So, um... After setting up my gear for the last 10 minutes with the entire lineup of King here in the back lounge of the uh, bus on tour, Fozzie and King, and uh, we, I, I'm not just saying this, we've had a lot of bus share people, which means that you guys ride in the bus with us. You guys are my favorite guys on the All bus. Right. Oh, thank awesome. you, man. It's been, a, it's been a blast touring with you, and I know we're, we're basically only halfway through, but... The thing that always impressed me about you guys is that you guys don't do a lot of bus tours. You tour all over the place, but mostly just in a van. Yeah. Just the three of us, no crew. Uh, for the first time recently, we brought over a sound guy with us, but um, since then, just us three. Is that hard when you when you guys get to a venue and there's and you have to rely on the house sound guy? Yes. Oh, it's the worst. Man. It's it, horrible because you never know who gives a f- Right. Or who who doesn't? Sometimes yeah. they're good and don't, just don't care, and sometimes they're not good and really trying, and it just sounds bad. And you can see or sometimes they think you, they're good and they f- suck. <laughs> you can see it in people's faces. Oh, you are now. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we're not going to air it now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. This whole thing's been canceled. But um, and that's, that's the thing. We we've had those problems before when uh, you have. Um, you know, you show up at a venue and you got a good crowd and you can just see it in their eyes where they're kind of like not really giving you the reactions you want and then you find out after, oh, dude, like the sound was horrible. Right. Yeah. We, we couldn't even hear you. We yeah. had that in Orlando and that was the last time we said we're never traveling without a sound guy again, ever, because of that reason. Right. Yeah. And you guys too, like even the other day we were in, uh, in Dubuque at the Battle of the Bands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, tell tell us what it was. The, the high school yeah. Battle of the Bands. Yeah, the venue is basically a high school gym yeah. for some, whatever reason. I forget what it was behind called. a restaurant. Yeah, behind a restaurant. In the restaurant courtside. A shower in the bathroom, and I showered in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom while people were walking in and out of the bathroom. I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" And there well, was okay. A- that's the penis of the bass player of King. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a, a volleyball, a beach volleyball court outside, etc. Yeah, but when we were playing there, when you guys were doing your sound check, the guy has a little like iPad, and he's like checking levels on his iPad, which just seems cool in theory. Right, right. But I mean, you guys just kind of have to deal with whatever you get. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the mercy of the sound guy, so I mean, shit. If if it's, we just keep our fingers crossed. You know, we can't. We know our songs. You know, we we play them every night, so we just hope to God that it sounds good up front. We've know? said no more to that. We're not doing that. Like we're gonna bring out a sound guy yeah. whenever possible from yeah. now on. We did a tour with Clutch, and their sound guy did sound for us. Lee, and we we saw a difference in merch sales. Like whatever we were paying him, like. Was we people, made up for you know like because people actually can hear what the hell we're hear talking what you're about. doing yeah what, saying, yeah. Yeah, what about when you do a tour like with Megadeth or something like that no sound guy no, no sound, sound guy, guy. No. Sound no. Guy, yeah. who does sound then the house house the house guy like every arena I'm assuming you did arenas or no it was it was clubs it was big, with Megadeth big clubs like House yeah. of Blues or something exactly yeah, okay yeah. yeah so are those guys for the most part fairly good the the sound guys in a place like the like the yes yeah for the most part yeah. 
Okay. That's always that's always better. Those venues have professional dudes. Okay. Most of them tour, you know, and they're yeah. just there for, for and, while know, they're those home. Those bigger places, see, they're always kind of like, oh, I heard about you dudes. I, and they kind of go back and do their do their homework and listen. And they're like, oh, I know what you guys want. We're going to wait your vocals tonight. And, you know. And then we go to repeated venues where we've been there before. And the sound guy will already, oh, I've done sound yeah. for you guys before. Gotcha. And they picked up our album since. and. And they dial it in, you know, so, so they got in there. So, so tell me, like, you guys mentioned how you just tour on your own. Uh, is being on a bus, like, does it feel weird for you guys? Do you like it? It's fu- it, it's pros and cons. Yeah, like, well, tell us some of the pros and cons. Man, the, the band gives you so much freedom yeah. to do whatever you want, to stop whenever you want, to, right. you know, like, oh, I got a shit. I'll just pull over, you know. <laughs> and here it's like, oh man, I'm gonna stop the bus. The bus driver's gonna get pissed off. Crap in a bag he- in my bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes wearing down, you know. <laughs> By the way, you, Eddie's on top of me, so if you're crapping in the bunk, it's, uh, yeah, it's coming down that. on me, dude. I've been on top of you twice. You've been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so what, what, any other cons? Or is that uh, the biggest one? The freedom. That's the big. That's to me is the biggest I one. Okay, what yeah. are the pros? Well, we don't have to drive. Yeah, just get to sleep while someone else is that's, driving. So that's, that's good. The main, that's the main the thing. Yeah. Thing, right? Although we're worried about our driver <laughs> <laughs> driving off the road. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens too. Like we've had bus drivers before where they get crazy on the road and they'll swerve back and forth. And you're like, did he just check his phone? Like, what right, is he doing? Right. It yeah. is a little bit scary, you know. A little bit. The I first know. time I was on a bus, I, I was I couldn't sleep because I was worried about the bus driver. And then I, I told myself like. If I'm awake or asleep, it's not going to make a difference. I'm not going to yeah. be able to stop this bus from crashing, and I just, like, passed out. <laughs> yeah. Joy Belladonna always rides with the, the bus driver in the front to make sure he doesn't fall asleep. Really? Until, wow. like, 5, 6 in the morning, yeah. That's crazy. But I'm like, Joey, as soon as you go to bed, the guy might go to bed. He said, but he can't go to sleep unless he knows the bus driver's awake because of that Metallica bus crash. And yeah, all that yeah. Sort of thing. Uh, those guys absolutely, are, man. That's, wow. like, the, the worst thing that could ever happen. Have you guys ever had any problems when you've been in your van? Oh, dude, I smashed a deer. That was scary. That was pretty scary. You hit scary. a deer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, these guys are asleep. We're driving, and, and it just came out of nowhere. It actually crossed, and if it would have just kept going, it would have lived. But it went across, stopped, looked at me, and was like, oh, hey, let me go back for something, and pow, right in the face. And that sucked, and shit the side of the floor. We got hit by a drunk driver once. We got hit Side-swipe by drunk drivers. Yeah. That was wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. In, uh, in Austin. Austin. Yeah. Uh, we got hit parked in at a Walmart. In Juarez, oh, in waiting Paso, for you. Yeah. <laughs> in El Paso, yeah. Someone just ran into you? Just ran into us. <laughs> he, he and I were sleeping, and, and Tony and I were sleeping, and someone just smashed into the van. And we're like, what the hell? And they took off. It's, yeah, they were long gone by the time we got out. It's scary because we're tired. You know, like, yeah. we're, we're doing shows and then driving all night or get, waking up really early to drive, and... Yeah, it's tough. Like that's that's a scary thing. You know, what I, I mean, whatever can happen to a professional bus driver can obviously happen to us. Sure. You know, and we can doze off or check our phones at the wrong moment. You know, it all like, it takes is a second, right? So, so do you guys travel in the same van all the time? Do you own a van? We do. Yeah, yeah. we've we two had more this. payments, and that baby's ours. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's the truth. That's <laughs> no joke. <laughs> so where do you leave it? Like, where is it now? Well, right now I'll leave it uh, at my place. Like, I'll park yeah, it. He'll leave the street. it at his place. At Tony's place, yeah. Yeah, Tony's place. Tony's place. Yeah. And uh, I forgot to say, it's Eddie, Tony, and Pepe. By the way, <laughs> I just assumed you guys all knew who they are. <laughs> so there you go. So but I always get complaints. You know, it's like I have to move it constantly because I have my vehicle that I'm using every day. You know, so I have to constantly move it somewhere else because I don't use the van at home. Yeah. Much, so. But where is it now though? Because I know you guys are picking oh, it up. Right at now some point. it's in Jersey, right? Right now it's in New Jersey. Yeah. How did I get to Jersey? We so the song guy that we were with. Um, oh, he went to Carolina Rebellion with us. We loaded the trailer the, from the, for the bus. He drove the van to Savannah, where he lives now. But he's originally from New Jersey. 
So he was going to drive up anyway because he had a vacation with his girlfriend. And so he drove it to New Jersey. We're getting the air fixed, which we haven't had in about a year, which, <laughs> which sucks. And you guys really are just scumbags. We are, man. We're, we're like the lowest of the low. And so what, and when, <laughs> when we get a bus, we're going to break the AC just so we can stay punk rock. You know? like we're going to paint the bus white. This is too comfortable. Make it look like a van. <laughs> so uh, are you guys going to, like, when you finally own it, are you going to write King on the side or something like that? Oh, F all that we're gonna write uh, free puppies because it's like a you know a per van anyways free puppies and candy come on open inside. the door come inside you know chicks might show up you, you know? don't want yeah. people knowing it's a band so oh, then, right, then your right. shit gets stolen yeah you become oh, a target for the cops cops too right cop yeah. target I'd always heard if you have a red car it's a cop target so oh really yeah like a psychological thing or what? I don't know. I guess I if, you, it, yeah. if you have like a red Camaro or a red uh, Mustang, it stands out more and cops will are more apt. Because imagine or if like the Mexican is driving, it. you also, it also <laughs> yeah. stands out. We got, we got red car, red yellow car, white right car. We got Let's pulled pull over. Mexican with a car, pull him over. <laughs> we got pulled over in Arizona, remember? Because you were driving. I don't know if it was because I was driving, but yeah. That's what the cops said. Oh, yeah. Remember he pulled, it, Nick was with us. It was like our first run. And this guy starts driving. You have your hat on. And the cops were following us and they pulled you over. And the cop apparently told his buddy, like, oh, man, you better watch out. Like, shit's going to go down. You're going to see, like, 40 Mexicans running out of this van. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> he didn't. Obviously, he pulled us over, and it was, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek. And at the end, I was like, you pulled us over because this guy was driving, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me. Here's the thing, too. Like, I used to live in Mexico for two years wrestling there in Mexico City. And there's Mexican guys. And there's guys that look super Mexican. Mm. Tony, you look like... <laughs> You don't say, pal. <laughs> big chick. You mean I don't hair. look like John Travolta? Juan Travolta. A lot of chips. So, and another thing I, that, that, I, that I was going to ask you guys is like, for example, my only rule on the road is I like having a shower in the morning, so we always get a day room. You guys, when you when you are on a van, do you do you have hotels and vans, or where do you guys shower and all that stuff? No. We usually just uh, try to find gyms. And we call them ahead of time, and we try to get them to let us in. We give them the sob free. story. What's the, the sob story? story? Oh, oh, we're in a band. We're passing through. It's just, it's just three of us. Could you please just let us work out and like just yeah, a couple hours? Right. We just want to shower. Yeah, we won't take up too much. We'll put you on the guest list if you want to go to the show. <laughs> you want to go free show? You know Fozzy? You want to go see Fozzy? <laughs> yeah, you know Chris <laughs> You like wrestling? You like wrestling? <laughs> we'll put you. You want to go? And so, they'll, they'll usually say no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no no shower for that day, yeah, right? Yeah. Or do you just go somewhere else? We'll go to another gym, man. We, we, we find we, one. Yeah, we we're, we're pretty persistent. Uh, we avoid hotels yeah. at all costs. At all costs. So yeah. we get them on days off. If the drive is short right, enough, right, right. like we'll get a hotel. Then. When we were green, we had no clue and no tricks. You know, like when you're starting out, we would go eight days no shower, just pure ball sex wow. without a trailer in the summer. Really? Out of trailer. Yeah, we were oh without a trailer God. for a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But see, no band does that now. Like, like I remember, just we, idiots like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had a random show in Poughkeepsie a couple years ago. It was us and Josta, and you guys were on it. Yeah, yeah. that's the first that? time I met you. First yeah. time I met you guys. Yeah. And, the rain. You, and you pulled in in the trailer, and you. I was like, these guys don't have a crew. They they have their van. Like, I thought it was really cool, <laughs> but I was like, oh my god, this is old school. Yeah, yeah. Up, set up the shit, play the damn show, take it down, go to the merch stand. Yeah. Every every time we show up, with, with, there's a headliner, and we show up as like the main support or whatnot. You see, 
the crew just like their eyes are like, oh shit, this is gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like, they have no crew. Yeah. Oh, they just think you guys would be like just total rookies or something. Total yeah, rookies. Yeah. We're gonna get on stage and we're not gonna be able to get off. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, that's what everyone's afraid of. Timing. You know? First like, day of tour with uh, Megadeth, the Countdown to Extinction. It was just us and them. Big tour. They, they did the, the Countdown album in its entirety. The, yeah. Yeah. Twentieth yeah, anniversary. Twentieth anniversary. And uh, we pulled up and there was like two buses and then a semi. And then we pull up in the van and, tra- and trailer. Rickety ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the crew. The, we started to get to you know meet the crew, and they're like, "Well, so where's the rest of your people?" And they're like, like "Dripping out." And we just have the van right. and trailer, you know. I'll sometimes when I pull up, they'll be like, "Where's the band?" And I'm like, "We're the band." Now. <laughs> <laughs> that happens when we're on stage. We're like line checkings, and they're like. People are waiting for the band to come out. We're like, oh, we're the band. <laughs> Who's your merch guy? You're looking at him, you know? Yeah. Even for those shows, those Megadeth shows, too. We like, did our own merch, yeah. Wow. So yeah. what do you do when you guys are playing? Just put a we clothes kinda, sign on the... Yeah, we just kind of put Back in trinkets. five minutes? <laughs> yeah, the uh, clock. We have, we have an honor system. <laughs> leave your money. Take a t-shirt, leave your money. <laughs> take a shirt, leave, yeah, leave your 20 It's like Coldplay. Right Pay what you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. Total yeah. hippie. But and that's become kind of your gimmick. Do you guys like it this way? Or is it by necessity? or It's by necessity, for yeah. sure. You know, I mean, because... We're done playing. We, usually, Eddie goes up to the merch table because everybody wants to see the singer, you know, talk to the singer, and, mm-hmm. and usually that draws a crowd, and right. we get, gain a few sales. And I was then, talking about being on the, in the van, though. Like, do you, do oh. you still have to do it this way? Yeah. Or do you like to do it this No, way? We, we have to. Okay, we really gotcha. have to. Um, I mean, it's just too much for us, you know, yeah. to be on the bus, you know, just the three of us, and then to pay a crew. It's like, sure. it just doesn't yeah, financially make sense. Yeah, you come home with absolutely zero, zero money. Well, then that's the thing. People don't yeah. realize that, you know. And Rich and I made a, a, a deal last tour. It's like, we're not doing tours where we don't make money anymore. Like it's just like right. you know, and, and sometimes you get caught up in all the expenses and and, and you realize like holy shit, like we come home we lost in money. the yeah. we lost money, yeah. and that's yeah, you don't want to why bother? A lot yeah. of bands do that; they just want to look like they're living luxuriously, right? yeah, yeah, and they're they come home owing money, you know, and it's like they just do it so that they can have right. that look. Yeah, we ran we ran into a few bands who look like they're like massive, and they'd be like, I make maybe a hundred dollars a week, a week. Wow, like, whoa. Yeah, you put what's it all the in the point? production. Yeah, yeah what's mm-hmm. the point, right? And how long have you guys been together as a band? 2009? Yeah, 2008. 2008. 2008. So about, a, about a 10 years or so. About a Almost, yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting to me because I love this tour as well because <clears> it's like you guys remind me of like Sabbath in 1978. We Our vibe is more like Van Halen in 1978. Yeah. So that's a good, really cool mix because it's very entertaining and energetic, but it's in two different kind of styles of music. You guys are obviously big Sabbath fans. Oh, definitely. Yeah, best definitely. favorite band? Uh, one of so these, one of my for, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. But well. there's a lot. Zeppelin, Sabbath, mm. Cream, yeah. early Jethro Tull, Pantera, of course. You know, so. I guess I guess Sabbath shows more in their music, but we ha- we definitely have a wide variety. Of, Cindy Lauper. Of, uh, just kidding, <laughs> dude. I wouldn't even laugh if you said that. What were we listening to the other day? Was it Thin Lizzy? Thin Lizzy. We were listening to Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy, favorite yeah. band. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Thin Lizzy. Pink Floyd. You know, all all, all the old school. We're definitely classic rock. No. Um, Pepe comes more from the heavy metal. Uh, I was very much things. into thrash when I was growing up. Gotcha. And yeah. that, that, like, I was the the closed-minded thrash metal. Like, if it's not yeah, fast, poser. Yeah, like I hated everything else. <laughs> and as I got older, my mind opened up a lot, so I got into a lot of other music. But way older, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I felt like an idiot. Being you know? with these guys does that kind of open up your musical? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it started before where I was like you know experimenting with other stuff I like jazz when I was growing up mm. so like I definitely listened to that but it was like thrash or jazz and that was it and then well with, with Tony Tony and I used to play in another band and uh, we would 
he would sit up front with me while I was driving, and we, he would play some music. And I'd, Roadhead. Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> What's that? I said Roadhead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get it. I was like, Everyone had to think about okay. that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, when, Be- when, we joined, when we got King together, I think Pepe was... You were kind of like the hardest dude to like kind of pull back, but not really. But you were like, let's put a blast beat here. And let's, <laughs> let's, can is we that, put trash beat here? Is that his like, exact that's actually, yeah, that's my What did you want to play? Let's do faster here. <laughs> like everything wanted to, he wanted to blast beat on every song. Yeah, he was yeah. like, how about double bass here? <laughs> no, no, no. That was pretty awesome, though. No, it was. And, and there was a lot of there's a lot of really cool things that we come up with. Uh, you know, in the studio, or, or just you know, just jamming out. That Pepe will just slamming. He's just a killer drummer in general, you know. But you know, uh, he'll take an idea that I have and just turn it into something super awesome, right? right you know, right, right. and that comes from like the metal background in him. He's like really in this band. He's the guy that knows the shit. You know, like he knows that that part's wrong. Uh, the timing's off, and you know, he'll make us like kind of like pull us into being right. Like where we how, have to pull him back, you know. I like how your invitation makes him sound like a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> this is not right. This is it not is time to change right. the tempo. I kill you then. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting too. Is that uh, a rare thing? Is the power trio, which right. in the seventies and in the eighties was more prevalent. I think you're probably the only one I can think of right now. And some of my favorite bands are power trios from Rush. Uh, I love Primus. I love Raven, old school heavy metal band Raven. So, what, what, what did you always want to be a power trio? Obviously, like Cream, and uh, or did you just not couldn't find a fourth guy? Well, I, I would because as we talked, as you and I discussed, we we're talking about Thin Lizzy. Yeah. I love dual guitar right. harmonies. I love them, and I remember t- telling Eddie, "Oh man, we we should get another guitar player." And, and for a little while, for like a second, we thought about a few people. And uh, Eddie said, "You know what, man? We should just keep it this way, and you need to step it up. You need to fill in." fill in the holes with bass and maybe do sometimes harmony, harmonize stuff on bass. And, and I thought, I was like, man, yeah, I guess we could try to do that, you know? And it's been working out, you know, so far, and, and it's it's great. I think you're the uh, – is there another power trio out there right now? Um, I'm sure there is. I mean, yeah. I can't think of anybody, though. Because um, that means you you really have to – I mean, in the band, the bass player has to has to fill in the, the police. I forgot the police. Right. One of my all-time favorite bands, right. where Sting is at the forefront, and Andy Summers, much like Alex Lyson and Rush, is kind of almost the background player to the bass. This band is not like that. You guys are kind of dueling back and forth right. at most times. Yeah, we try to fill up as much space as possible. You right. know, we would we would constantly uh, uh, our second record, we would be like told to stop playing, you know, play less, play less, and we're like, this is just how we do it live, man. Let's fucking <laughs> rock it. <laughs> so we got scolded a plenty. Yeah, on that record, but uh, yeah, we just have to do it, you know. I mean, you see us live; we're a better live band than we are on record. Which is a lot of bands are the other way around. Yeah, yeah you guys really are great, great, great live rock and roll band. Yeah, thanks, man. Very unassuming too. Like I like your stage banter. It's very much like very Southern California. Are you from Southern California? Born and raised, Los Angeles, California. There you go. Yeah. And it's much like the Avenge guys coming from Huntington, that OC just surfer. What's up, dude? Yeah, like, that's kind of heard you yelling at some guy in the crowd about looking at his boyfriend or something. <laughs> <laughs> there was these kids last night they were just like uninterested. Anytime there's someone uninterested in the band, I mean, because we're like giving it, we're like basically have to light ourselves on fire to like, right. you know, get some attention from some people and these dudes were just like on their phones and I was like, you need, you know, they're just wanting to be playing Call of Duty and masturbating or something like that. To their that. imaginary girlfriends. To their imaginary girlfriends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like pissed after that. Like, 
So, but then they pay attention, you know, because they don't right. want to be picked on, so they're like, oh, shit. What is kind of frustrating when you see people on their phones when you're playing? It, it is. Uh, you know, and even when they're but filming, then, too. Like, what are you, what, no, you're not going to watch this back. And you, you automatically assume when you're on stage, oh, he's, you know, yeah, um, you feel disrespected or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, they might be texting their friends how great the band is or something. So You, you never, can see it in their face, know. though. Like, they'll do, uh, they'll look at the camera and they'll look at you and they'll, like, try to, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. nail a shot and then they'll look at the shot and they'll try to, like, send it Which to is, somebody. Yeah, you, you can, can see that. I get it. You're into, I guess it's just the modern way of watching a concert. Yeah. But it's, I was watching Avenged. Horrible way. I was watching Avenged a couple years ago about the soundboard. It was this big venue, uh, amphitheater. And I was texting my friend, how, you know, this is great. And Shadows goes, hey, Jericho, stop texting <laughs> from the stage. And I was like, That's hey, funny. how did you see me? <laughs> B, I'm texting my friend to tell him how good you are, asshole. <laughs> but you always feel like, hey, put your phone away. I'm like, okay, oh, sorry. But yeah, that's just the sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So when you guys, um, I noticed too, another thing that I find really interesting is your artwork. And even when you gave me this nice big bottle of, uh, of vodka yeah. with the King logo was written on it yeah. uh, in, the, in the font, along with a flying saucer on the side of it. Sombrero, bro. <laughs> it's a sombrero on the <laughs> goose, all right? <laughs> right tomato, it, tomato. Is, is somebody here doing that artwork, one of you three guys? Uh, I, I typically do the artwork, but Pepe will, will dabble in some... Uh, I do, I do the, the artwork that looks a little more childish than like, the cool <laughs> shit. Like, who did your backdrop? Who did that? Thing? Oh, that was, what's his name? That was uh, Nolan. Uh, Connor Nolan. Oh, okay, so that yeah. wasn't one of you guys. No, 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 no. Gotcha. Um, but it was our concept. You know, we're like, we wanted this. You know, we wanted to make it perfect. And mm. the kid nailed it. I don't even know. I've never even seen the guy, to be honest. It was like a, the record label threw him our way. But he did a great he did job. Awesome yeah. job. Yeah. He did an amazing job. How did you guys get the name King? Dude, we we that, were eating Chinese food, and, and and we were trying to come up with a name, and I was just like, you so, know. so we liked the band The Crown, mm-hmm. and we thought, man, it sounds so powerful, like The Crown, and like, we were discussing that, and then Tony said, like, what about King? <laughs> <laughs> just like that. What about King? Let's do that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I like it. Like it's very like imposing. It's like you know, and it's uh, one word. You know, it's one we word. Like, yeah, we wanted, we wanted to stay one away. Word. Like Madonna or Cher. Mm-hmm. And then we did the horrible mistake of. <laughs> with a Y. So, <laughs> so now we have to spell it out every time we say our name. It's King with a Y. Hey, why? Why the Y? Why, why not? Well, yeah. I, was, I was thinking, like, when I first saw it, I'm like, well, I've been waiting my whole life for a band to have this name because you got Queen. Yeah. Right. You got Prince. Why has there never been a king? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. There's 75 kings out is, there. Is there? Yeah. Well, if you look, yeah. Yeah, if you look with online two and you type it in with a Y? No. There's, After yeah. you started? Yeah. Yeah. People, I mean, we, we, we own the copyright, so but like, with a Y. So if anybody wants to get sued, but that's what you see it with. You see it with Y's, like other other artists. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I think there was one artist where uh, they they sent him a cease and desist or something like that. So he added another Y and another G. Because is there not a band that tours in our circle, like in the metal world? Are they called the? King 550 or King, King 810. King 810. Yeah. 810, yes. At one time, someone said King's on the bill, and I was like, oh shit, and I was looking for you guys, and I just saw King 810, yeah. and yeah. I was disappointed. <laughs> well, <laughs> there <you go. laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're a heavier band. Like, they're like, I think they're like hardcore. Okay, yeah, like yeah. a hardcore band. They're opening for someone like They're like from a, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Sugar or something, whatever it was. I, I heard they don't like us, but we don't oh, care. 
one of those people that likes to do the same <laughs> I, name. I, well, I, mean, I have no clue. It's one of those things where we've never met we don't, him. We've, we've never, never met him. him. We don't really pay attention to that. It's like somebody saying, you know, hey, there's somebody else named Chris. You know, you better feud so with him. They don't him. like you just because of that? Well, I mean, not, not that oh. they don't like us, but we have been. I guess some of their fans have, have kind of said, gotcha, hey, right, right. this king's better than that king. It's like, who cares? You know? <laughs> We're like, yeah, all right. You it's know? a completely different genre. Uh, that king is 810 times better than this king. Exactly. Yeah, you win. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know what you guys need to do is change, change the name to King 811. Oh, <laughs> there you go. We're one <laughs> better. King 001. <laughs> <laughs> We're the first. <laughs> so, so you guys talked about opening. You mentioned Megadeth and Clutch. Um, and you guys got a lot of really cool tours. Who was the hardest? Band to open for as far as fans. Can you get any? Oh my lord! Yeah. You know what's so crazy is that uh, uh, those like the pop radio bands. You know they always they've, they've tried to like mold us into this like weird radio band, which we're not. Active we rock. love Sabbath. We love you know we're sure. always kind of like just a metal or hard rock band, heavy music, one hundred percent. Yes. That being said, they've put us out with like Sick Puppies and like oh, Seether. Really? Which we love the Seether dudes. Oh, the best dudes in the world. They're awesome. Seether a power trio. They, they were. were. They okay. Were. When we toured with them, they were. And okay. I, when you asked, I was going to say them, but then the, it, they the added the guy. guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But that was the first time we ever got booed. Remember? Yeah. yeah we got you booed. got booed Seether. while on stage. Yeah. Opening, yeah. opening for Seether and Sick Puppies. Really? Yeah. And it was mainly the Sick Puppy fans because they were off the tour and they ended up getting us That's instead right. of them. So they're so like, you're not as good. Because it was a replacement then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were the replacement. Well, we... We just got bumped up. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So they left. We got bumped up. Okay. So, but it seemed to me though, like if somebody likes anything that Seether does, which is rock and roll, they would like you guys because you guys just play rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Seether fans not so much, but I think the sick the puppy sick puppy fans, fans didn't like us. us very much. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, we also opened for in this moment, and Motionless and White was on that tour. And that was a tough tour mm. for us. You lots know, of gimmicks. Lots of gimmicks. Yeah, lots exactly. of you know, Paint lots production, of pop and lots yeah. of makeup and stuff. We, <laughs> you guys I mean, are not that. <laughs> it was awesome to see some of the kids come to the merch booth later with all their makeup and be like, "Oh, I really trick like or treat." Guys. And we're like, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> you have to give them some candy. So there you go. <laughs> we had to give them parenting advice. I, I like, like when you kids like that over. But it was very like it was it was never like. That's an interesting shows. mix, though. Yeah, it was yeah. a very interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Every time they were motionless and white was after us, so we would. I would always say like, "Adjust your training bras, ladies." <laughs> <laughs> motionless and white will be out soon. <laughs> it reminds me of this great uh, tour manager we had in England. We, we, we were, this is a venue called uh, Nottingham Rock City, mm-hmm. and I asked him, "What's the capacity here?" He said, "Well." It's sick. It could fit 600 Exodus fans or 1,200 Black Veil Bride fans. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like, I'm envisioning the most of us in white would fit in that category. The skinny little goths next That's to the big awesome. fat That's thrash awesome, guys, man. right? What was it like opening for Megadeth? The, the, oh, it was a big tour for you guys. Incredible. Was man. It, were you handpicked by Dave? I would assume you probably have to be. We were. We were. Our buddy Jose Mangan was introduced him to our music. And like a few months later, we got the we got the call of like, hey, you guys are opening for Megadeth, and we're like, Ooh, and it's it. just it's you two guys, you two bands. Yep, you're the only just support the band. Them, yeah. The only support band. Yeah, wow. we got a fi- forty-five minute set. They That's were great. the nicest people in the world. Dave Mustaine gave us advice. You know, like what kind of advice did Dave give you? Well, I remember he he told us you got to get it like an American Express black card. You have to do that, which we have not done yet. Well, we don't have credit. <laughs> we well, don't have credit. I tried like seven <laughs> times. <laughs> what? No, why? It. Why did he say you have to get a for the points and uh, oh. like to start building points? And then he would try to you know make us business savvy. When we were off the tour, um, we were about to resign or sign a new record deal, and he got on the phone with me for like an hour and a half. 
and like told me like what to look out for and wow super nice that's like, very cool like took the time out of his day told me call me in an hour i'll be home and then texted me like i'm not home yet call me in 20 minutes like yeah really like cool. super attentive yeah. nicest dude i hate the shit that he gets well and that's the thing so nice. a lot, you can only judge people by how they treat you dave's always been great to me as well yeah you know, nothing but good things to say about him but then you always hear well dave did this and it's like not to me right 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 me, you know oh yeah i always defend him when people do you, like, you watch did you watch a guy like him uh, as a guitar player and pick up some tricks i mean he's a, such a great guitar player oh yeah i mean i was a huge megadeth fan for years yeah, you know? yeah. so just to be on that tour was like right. incredible and there was a minute where, I mean, just you could eyeball and you go, oh, like, oh, that's how he actually plays the riff. That's the riff. You know, and you go back and try to play, you know, Holy Wars, you know, the exact way. And it's hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not the way we play it, you know, the, or the way they tabbed it out in, on Guitar World magazine. It's But let's go even harder. further back. And the first time I saw you guys was at uh, Orion uh, in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Vaderfield. And everybody on the bill was personally chosen by one of the guys yeah. Metallica. Metallica. And James was the guy who introduced you, so I'm assuming James was the guy who chose you. Yeah. Tell us about that story. Uh, Go ahead, Pepe. Our booking agent was working with the booking agent for Orion. They hired a specific booking agent for that festival. And uh, Jose Mangan's daughter wrote a list of, of band names that she wanted on the bill, and it was like Pantera... It was Slayer. Slayer, like a bunch of names. And King was on there. And then he sent it to him as a joke. He got back to him and said, we really are interested in King. And so it was like, all, all of the bands were like not, non-existent, like except for Slayer. It was like Black Sabbath and yeah, yeah, Led Zeppelin yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and so that's kind of how we found out that, the, that they were interested. And um, it, just, it just happened. So we were stoked. We didn't, we didn't realize it was like a... This person handpicked until we... I don't know if you remember this. We met, ran into you. That's where I first met you. We were walking down the hall. We saw Lars Ulrich. And it was just us and Lars Ulrich in this giant hall. And he was like, fuck. Because I was wearing yeah. like a Metallica shirt. <laughs> and, like, he was Metallica shirt and shorts with sandals. Yes. <laughs> and he's he's walking with so, a champagne. He so, didn't know whether it was the Metallica fan or just the fashion folk. Completely. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what you're going to be more angry about. Yeah. <laughs> so he's walking towards us. And uh, I, I was like, I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to bother him. And then and as he's, he's right there, I, I go like, Lars, I'm sorry to bother you. But, you know, thank you for having us. And once he knew we were a band that was on, he was like, oh, what band are you guys? And he was like chatting it up, super nice. And then and then you walked up. Oh, and he told us, James showed me your video. I really like your video. I like your music. Electric? No, no that, that was for, for falling, falling Down. Okay, Falling Down, right. And then you came in, and I was like, holy shit, we just got interrupted. Our conversation with Lars Ulrich <laughs> just got interrupted by Chris Jericho. <laughs> and then you told us, you know you guys are a James Hetfield band. And I was like, oh, like that's up. So awesome. you, everyone knows but you guys that James yeah, we, we kind of didn't know then until you know like, what a funny story is that's the that's the that's the moment that uh, Lars gave me his phone number <laughs> just so you know I'd known him for years but he always would only give me his assistant's phone number yeah and that was the exact moment where Lars said oh give me a call later maybe we can go down and have some drinks at the bar so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were witness to me getting Lars's phone number uh, right on. that's great and I remember just sitting there like 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 my friend goes like you have to treat Lars like he's the hottest chick. You can't text him all the time. Just once in a while, I was like, "What's the statute? Should I wait a day? Should I wait two days? Should I wait a week? What do I do?" You got to treat him like he's a hot chick. So the dick pic comes in two weeks. <laughs> so when you show up that day and you actually go to play, and James introduced you, did, did, did oh my talk god! To you guys? Well, it's yeah. insane because you know I was having like throat issues. My 
vocal cords were blown out. Oh, yeah. And uh, some guy walks up to me. I think it was the James Hetfield handler or something, you know, and he's just like, hey, dude. Uh, James Hetfield wants to meet you, and I was just like, uh, I, stop effing with me because I'm like five minutes before we're going on stage. And he's like, no, nah, dude, James Hetfield's over there in the corner. And I look, and James is right there with his pink tank, top. tank top and his sandals. He's just, just, just dressed like you. Yeah. That's why he likes you guys. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> you like tank top? Yeah. I like tank top. Sandals and socks, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. I think that's the title for the next record, possibly. Sandals, sandals and, and socks. And sandals and socks. Sandals and socks. Yeah, it's a good go. one. So this guy sees me freaking out, and he's yeah, like, kind of like, like, what's going on? Yeah, he's like, hey, uh, James Hetfield's coming he's coming up i was like really and i look over and then i start to get nervous and then i'm facing the drum riser he's warming up on his drum kit and he looks at me he's like how you doing i was like i'm good he's like are you nervous i said a little bit and i said are you and he's like no i was like well don't look to your right and he's like oh you f-ing asshole oh. looks over and then james hetfield's walking up the stairs into the we stage. were like girls like ripping our hair and <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god let's look good or like you know putting our hair down and crap like that and uh he was just super nice dude broed out for like what a good Five minutes, ten yeah. minutes at yeah, least, you know? like, L.A., huh? We're like, yeah. And, and uh, he's like, what part? L.A., like, huh? He's like, uh, I said, I said, I'm from Southgate. He's like, oh, no. he's like, no kidding. He's like, he's like, I went to Downey. I was like, yeah, I know. You're, you're James Hetfield. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, and then uh, Eddie tells him he's from Montebello. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, wow. He's like, my dad owned a trucking company yeah, in Montebello. Truck, and truck just, store. Okay, yeah. this organic conversation. And, and he kind of like went back, too. Yeah. He's like, whoa. On a bell, I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah, like, holy cool. moly! That's I said, cool. just like you guys, all we wanted to do is get the hell out of LA, you know, because mm-hmm. we felt it was just like yeah. dead in the water, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. After the co- mean? yeah, after the conversation, real quick, he's like, hey, so uh, do you mind if I introduce your band? And we're like. Uh, to which we said, yeah, please don't. And then yeah. we got to stay. We'll take it from here, pal. Get, get, get well, we got it, pal. It. <laughs> you didn't clear that with our manager. <laughs> and then he punched me in the face and took the mic and introduced us. It was so surreal because I remember, you know, before you play the show, you just daydreaming you're going to meet them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember getting there and seeing the magnitude of, of the whole entire thing. And there's like three uh, stages, like all like three football fields apart from each other. James's car collection and yes. yeah. Yeah. horror and then, memorabilia. And-, and Peppa says, hey, you know, meet here at a certain time because we, he said we had like 14 interviews or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's when my mind was at ease and I thought, well, if we have 14 interviews and Metallica's throwing the event, they're probably going to have interviews all day. So I said, all right, we're not going to meet them. We'll just get that so out of my head. hoping you wouldn't meet them. Yeah, in a sense, you know, but and then that happened and I was just like, whoa. Do you Crazy. remember what his intro was? Was it simple? Or did he say- it was it was simple, but it was great. He said, uh, "It's pretty long." We're, we're in a heavy music. These guys have the riffs. You know, he really emphasized that we have good crunchy, riffs. Yeah, he's crunchy, crunchy riffs. Yeah. He's like, he's like, when we asked uh, our, our good friend Jose, he's like, uh, he he gave a few lists. One of them was King. He's no, like, he said he mentioned this band, and I, and already, I already knew them. Yeah, and I already knew them. Yeah. 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 I knew you guys would remember, remember yeah, his parts, yeah, for yeah. sure. I can remember. And then he says, <laughs> <laughs> then he and took then he a breath, put his left hand <laughs> on his left on his yeah. side, <laughs> fixed his hat, <laughs> and <glanced laughs> over, took a sip of water, heavy on. But yeah, it's <laughs> funny it's because all, it's, it's uh, somebody somebody videoed it and put it on on YouTube. I think it was our label at the time, and um, you could see me in the background like chugging, crying. I'm all nervous. Like, Crying. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's surreal. You, it, it, I was going to ask you this uh, a couple questions because I'm out of that. The, obviously, but James loves the riffs because you guys are very riffy, just like Metallica. Reminded me a lot of there's a band called Trouble. Did you ever hear Trouble? Yeah. So Trouble was kind of a, 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 a early '80s kind of doom metal band. 
kind of before doom metal was popular, way way ahead of their time, kind of a savagey type thing. But I know James loves Trouble, and if you if you ever James loves Trouble, if you ever go back and listen, they have an album called The Skull, which is very similar to what you guys do, except huh. for it was made like in 1985. It's it's a, it's it's just there's a real cool uh, reminder of, yeah. of you guys. All right, on. check it out. But you're talking about Jose, and and, and I just had Jose a couple days ago interviewed him great connection between you guys and Jose and Jose really he's family besides the thing at uh, uh, Orion I know of your band because of Jose always always pimping you guys out and always putting you guys over how did that begin uh, well um, Pepe and I when we used to play in another band uh, I was I was a listener of, of Sirius XM since Howard Stern went there. Right. And then, uh, so I, I, I found the metal station, started listening to it, and that's when I discovered Jose. And I remember we were touring, and we were in New York, and we had an interview at, at, at the uh, Liquid Metal Station at the time. And uh, we met him, we did the interview, and, and uh, that's when I was like, hey, I'm a fan of yours. And he was, he was wearing a, a, an Affliction shirt. And um, I know the guys from Affliction for the longest time, and he was like, oh, I'm a fan of, the, of their clothing. So I had my friend send him a bunch of clothes, and and he had oh, us so you did place. that <laughs> so he, you created that we animal were, we were the first band actually that stayed at his place in Jersey and after us he had a bunch of bands to stay and party and he'd make them tacos as you know taco party but there was that, that moment when he was like he was stuck in LA for whatever reason he mm-hmm. just wanted to jam he's like dude you know yeah he was there for Nam. he was oh, there for Nam, and yeah. I called him I'm, he's like I was like hey let's hang out He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I got nothing to do. Let's, let's hang. And I was and like, we well, were really uncertain if he was going to come out. Right. We were just like, he's Jose. Like, what the hell is he going to want to hang out with us? For? Top guy at XM he, yeah. Radio for. He Octane. wanted to hang, and I said, well, let's hang, but I have to go rehearse first. He's like, where are you going to rehearse at? I was like, oh, over here in part of LA. He's like, I want to go. So I was like, all right, we'll come to my place. He went to my place. We went to the liquor store. He got like a case of beer. Modelos. Yeah, some Modelos. Yeah, of course. We went to the studio, and and he saw us jam out, and he was just like. But prior to that, like we were like he he wanted to jam. Jose wanted to jam. He wanted to do Pantera riffs and Metallica all night and drink sing. and get high. And it was cool. We're like, yeah, let's do that. But we were like, hey, he's like, before we do that, like, dude, hey, let's just play me a song. Like, just go, you know. And we start cracking into one song, and he's just like, oh, that was awesome. Play another one, and we play another one. He's do it, do another, and like seven songs go by, and and he's super excited. And we're like, holy yeah. shit, like this is rad. Like he's so <laughs> super stoked. And by the time he's, you know, play another, we're like, we're done. Like, that's all we have. He's like, dude, you guys have to record us. Like, please give it to me. Like, like yeah, when you get the demo. That's, that's why we recorded that's the demo. That's exactly why we recorded so, oh. And he, he would play the demo on, on Liquid Metal. So this is before you guys even had Falling it. down. Before yeah. everything. Wow. Yeah. yeah, before everything. This reminds me of, like, something that you would hear in the 70s where, like, for example, Rush, some DJ in Cleveland just started exactly. playing Working Completely. Man that it got over. It's a modern-day version of that in totally. a world where that doesn't really exist anymore. Right. Completely, yeah. yeah. You know, he's yeah, really... It's, it's awesome the way he's... he's uh, Championed he, he us. Champ- he's championed us in such a way. Like he really believes in what we do, and it's extremely flattering. Not mm. just because he, he's that that dude on Liquid Metal. Like he's also our, our family. Yeah. You know, he he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't have to do it. Right. right he doesn't right. have to do it. And, We're friends, and, and, and on know, top of that, he's like so not jaded by the scene. You know, like he, he's genuinely excited to see Chris Jericho. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a fan. Oh, of first dude, and that's so cool. Like he'll just that's so cool. I just got to talk to Chris, and oh, he's so rad. He's so that, and and you know, even Dave Mustaine, who has who has an an amazing relationship with. Dave Mustaine, Jose, and yeah. Dave, mm-hmm. and he's still blown away. Like, oh, dude, I just got a text from Dave. Yeah, like, wow, that's so amazing, you yeah. know. And you just genuinely see that he, he's excited to be doing yeah. what he's doing, and told, it's great, and I love it, man. 
I told him he reminds me of um, of Jimmy Fallon in that whenever like I've done his show three times and he's legit super excited to see you to have <laughs> you awesome. like and it's not you know the difference like we know yeah. oh yeah you right, know when you've right. been around showbiz yeah. and Jose's like that legitimate this guy's so happy yeah. to be doing Completely. whatever he's doing you know and that's what that, that that's a great way to be yeah you know, we, we should all we should all do that absolutely instead of being miserable bastards like miserable that. bitter <laughs> fat jaded ugly. not you not you <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey count me out pal. Like, count me out pal. <laughs> so we had a great conversation the other day on the bus and the uh, the subject was uh what's the best song of all time oh man yeah. and so we had a bunch of different uh, thoughts and ideas and and and, 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 and Let's just do a little bit of a, of a, of a bit a on that now. A recap? A recap. So I would say that the best song of all time is Stairway to Heaven. Right. In the way that it's written, it's cliched, but the, as, as you have to take that out of the equation. Like, how many times have you heard this song? It should not be used against it. Sure. So I'm going to throw out Stairway to Heaven. What do you got, Adi? Eddie? Oh, man. I was going to pick Stairway to Heaven. Oh, were you? Okay, well, then I'll pick something else. <laughs> no. Uh, no, yeah. You know, Stairway is an absolutely brilliant song, considering, you know. I, are we doing, like, best radio song or just best song in general? Because Zeppelin, Rain Song, but Rain to so- me, is well, yeah, it's, it's perfect. But I, I think it's always subjective to you. Right. I'm saying to the mainstream world, if you had to do a poll That's a tough one. of the best songs. So, I mean, Stairway's in there. Mm. I think... I uh, pick- I picked Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody is a great I, song. I think it's amazingly written. It it has mass appeal, even though it's such a complex song with right. so many parts. And like, I feel like it's brilliant. Like, I feel like that's the best song. That's the best one. You could throw. What do you got, Tony? I, I got nothing, you know, because it just changes all the time. I mean, I mean, you could throw. Okay, so that's the Enter Sandman, perfectly written song. Enter Sandman, maybe. Hey Jude. I was gonna. I was thinking the Beatles, but I, then when I, I couldn't think what song from the Beatles because there's so many, you know. But Hey Jude definitely hey, Jude is, is the one. Got a ghost in here. Um, what else did we say the other day? Uh, uh, I think you brought up Hotel, Hotel California. Hotel California. Yeah. I mean, brilliantly yeah. written song. You know. Any, uh, let's. I mean, let's just break down Stairway to Heaven really fast. Okay. I mean, the the solo alone is probably one of the best. Recorded so like the perfect solo, mm-hmm. you know. There's, there's everything is just filling. It's it, twenty what twenty four bars of glory. Yeah, it's great. There's there's you can't really the build up the, the build up to it. Right? One Metallica speaking oh, of oh, yeah, build ups. Yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's a great one. Well, that nove- build up where it takes you to just an, another world. November Rain. November Rain has that to it as well. You know, it's funny. And too. I'm not even a big Guns N' Roses fan, but just but just as a song, right? Yeah, but, sure. but let me ask you this about G- about Jimmy Page. You're talking about being a big Zeppelin fan. Does it not blow your mind that the solo from Heartbreaker is so out of tune? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it was back then. But that's then, the right? magic of, of yeah. Zeppelin. That's the magic of those bands back then. You don't get that nowadays. Everybody wants to be so in tune and polished and fake. It's mm-hmm. not real. They'll they'll track drums and play uh, what is that? What is that called? Uh, when they play uh, every Triggers. band's doing it now. 808s? No, when they spit the space bar and they're not even playing. Uh, um, Cycle recording? Come on, guys. Or like uh, triggers. Quantizing. No, they hit the space bar and they're playing live with the, with the tracks. With the tracks? The tracks, yeah. Oh, they yeah, play yeah, with yeah, tracks. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Everybody is missing the magic of a live show. And that was captured back then in those old recordings mm-hmm. where the guitar might be 
out of tune, the intonations out, you know, the, the, the Robert Plant squeaking, you know, in his vocal cord. Even you can hear Bonham's hi-hat squeak. Yeah. Squeaking. It's yeah. awesome. You can, the, uh, a couple ACDC records are out of tune, yeah. out of time, yeah. the guitars are off. The best are the, those Rolling Stone records where uh, Charlie Watts is just like completely off time, like <laughs> with the tambourine. <laughs> it's probably not even Charlie Watts, it's probably Keith Richards. Yeah, like, he's, he's, like, he's probably falling down or yeah, something. In Black Sabbath, in the recordings, like, if you pay attention, like, I could hear Geezer Butler hit wrong notes sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that's And that's the drumming's, awesome. like, super, like, there's so many flubs in the yeah. drumming that makes the song so awesome. Because well, it's humans. We're humans. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And that's one thing, I mean, when you record a record now, I mean, there is a Tennessee recording record at the moment, and I just had to send a, one of the one of the comps back. So I'm like, dude, this is too perfect. Yeah. Vocal comps. Like, there needs to be some emotion and some wavering and some cracking if not just get freaking Britney Spears to do it completely right? yeah. you need to have that element but that is gone you know it, we, we toured with Slash a couple of years ago and um, actually no I was on tour with Shinedown and I went to see Slash and he goes yeah. who are you on tour with Shinedown he goes I heard they use tracks I said Slash everyone uses tracks <laughs> he couldn't believe it like they use tracks. Yeah, so does everyone. Yeah. Except for your band. Yeah, we don't. You guys don't either. But, I mean, that's cool when you have that. We had yeah. a really cool moment, and it's one of my favorite moments on stage where Eddie's guitar, um, what, I don't remember what happened to it, and Tony got on the mic and said, sorry, we're experiencing technical difficulties. And then Eddie got on the mic and said, F- that, we're not sorry. That's what happens when your guitar f***s up and you don't have tracks playing behind you. You hear no guitar. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember the crowd you know, went crazy, and I was like, that's... I like that about our band, you know. But that is cool, you know. Do you guys ever do any jamming, like jam songs? Because with no tracks, you guys can just go off in outer space if you want. Or you try not to do that. We never have the time to, okay. you know. I think when we do a, a when we have, you know, the handful of headliners, <laughs> we'll jam out "Bleed Easy," and that turns into like a elongated blues thing, you know. Because we're all, I'm a blues guy at heart, you know. I love all the twelve bar stuff and. You know, so uh, that's the only time we get to do it. You know, otherwise we're we're opening for someone, and we have a strict time, and we have to be off stage at whatever. And right, so it's everything's like pretty structured. Um, but the fun part about it, there is no tracks, and I never play the same solo twice. I never sing the same lines twice. I always just that's cool. every show is different. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. When you when you talk about being the power trio, and obviously you guys are a business as well. Do you have a manager? Do you manage yourself? Not anymore. Okay. We, well, don't, we don't now. So so who who takes care of what within the band dynamic? Like when you're on tour. Well, I I, I do the all the business end of things. I tour manage us. So. Okay, you're the TM? Yeah, I'm the TM. All right. And the tech. Well, <laughs> and the tech. <laughs> and yeah. do you, are you the main, who's the major songwriter? Are you guys all write together? Do you come up with the riffs or does Tony come up with the riffs? Or? I, I'll, I'll take the brunt of most of the songwriting Uh but you know, Pepe will always throw ideas at me, and he'll be like, "Oh, that's cool. You know, let's use that." And oddly enough, Pepe has come up with with uh, oddly enough, <laughs> he's come You're up not with a believe this yeah. <laughs> some killer melody lines. I think you came up with the uh, with the uh, um, uh, uh, Sunday smile. Sunday smile. Yeah. Uh, so Maybe. he comes up with cool stuff. You know, okay. uh, Tony every now and again. In the first album, he wrote a lot of cool shit, and then he just kind of like. I don't know what the hell happened to you. What the hell happened to you? <laughs> so you I, don't do the business. You don't do the song. What do you do, Tony? I just uh, eat and sleep. <laughs> Moral support. Comic relief. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I do all the merch. I set okay. up the merch. I tear down the merch. You know, I, I, 
uh, load in, load out, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the the usual, Eddie drives at night, usually, you know, because him and I yeah. are too busy getting drunk. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Eddie doesn't drink, right? I do yeah. not. That's a great guy to yeah. have in the band. Yeah, have a designated guy. driver at all times. Who, it's perfect. Who, even if he's not on tour, goes to sleep at 5 in the morning, so it's perfect. It's like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wide awake. Exactly. But then you do have those tour hours, too. Like, this tour has actually been pretty good as far as I'm, I'm getting up usually around 10 or 11 but a lot of times you get in those, that, that funk where you just get up at 3 in the afternoon yeah. or 4 in the afternoon it's just like oh my gosh Man, it's like I the wish. vampire hours I right I always wake up early always really always he's a it's freak a curse. so can you sleep okay on the bus no really no it's, a, it's, it's an acquired art isn't it it yeah. is absolutely yeah I, I've had a hard time sleeping in fact I've napped here which is something I can never do yeah yeah, yeah. so here I've like been sleeping so poorly that I have to do like the three o'clock, like pass out for <laughs> yeah, thirty yeah, minutes. A little nap. Yeah. You always see Frank napping around that time. That's a good time to put your balls in his face. And take a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you talk about all the tours that you've done, which which one of your uh, your favorite tour? If you had to pick one, my my favorites have always. We've done clutch tours a lot, and those mm. have been my that's yeah, a good mix. All time ones. favorites. Like we've done it three or four times, and it's like I have the time in my life every every time. Like it's a party. We had a thing where Eddie would say to the crowd, like, oh, it's Oscar's birthday, the, their tour manager, every, every night. night. So every night, like, the venue would give him a bottle or something. So we celebrated his birthday every night, the whole fucking Make sure tour. you get him f***ed up, and the, the venue would get him, like, a case of something or a big old bottle top or shelf, something. Top yeah. shelf tequila. He's like, I love it. They think he has the same voice as Pepe, by the way. We're from the same town, actually. <laughs> really? He's from, from Juarez. Juarez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, too, because Juarez is, uh, is the home of the Guerrero family. Yeah. Eddie exactly. Guerrero and his father and, and all that stuff. When you grew up in Juarez, do you know that? Do they have kind of a legendary name? You know, not or not really, not, not so much. Gotcha. But I mean, I did know that. I did know that they were from. from I didn't the know area. if it was one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, the Guerreros, the Guerreros. I mean, they were big, but they were like I didn't know they were from Juarez. Like that was never part of their gimmick. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like right, right. they were just. But they used to. His father used to promote there, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah wow. You know? So uh, your favorite tour, Tony? Uh, I would say Megadeth. Okay. Yeah, I got to hang out with Dave Mustaine a lot and. Accidentally ran into their dressing room one time while they were getting ready to pray before, and our dressing room was—we had to go through theirs to get to ours. So I walk in and they were like getting ready, and they look back at me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." So I said I needed to pass through, and he's like, you, "You're just in time. You want to pray with us?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. Let's do it." There's been a lot of good invitations on this show so far. Hey, what Tony, do you mean? What, you <laughs> what do you mean you're gonna pray with us, Tony? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> so did you? Yeah, no. So I the got, whole band was praying. the whole band. Yeah, they, wow. they were they were in circle and and I uh, got I got in there and was that with Great Kiko thing. in the band or is that no? All? That was with uh, was with it, uh, yeah, was before that. Oh, uh, Broderick, Chris Broderick, Chris Broderick, yeah. Chris Broderick, yeah. Drove, yes. Sean, Sean, Sean Broderick. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Just to pray for a good show. Yeah, you know the usual pre pre show prayer. That's good. and then we prayed again. May my solos be killer, ripping shred. We prayed with him at the end of the end of the tour. Uh, no, that was a cool thing because he offered. He's like, "Hey, yeah, I know this kind of sounds weird, but uh, do you think maybe you'd I, you, I okay? could pray for you guys?" Okay and we're like, "Yeah, guys. let's do it!" <laughs> and we went in the back room, and he pinched your butt or something, right, Pepe? It's not my butt. Yeah, and he and it was and it was awesome. It was really super uber cool. Like he said some rad shit. Yeah, it was like emotional. Like, like it was like yeah. within the prayer. Yeah, may we be protected yeah, like by the shield, and may their vocals be drip like honey, drip like honey from a tree. Yeah, it was wow. really, yeah, it was really cool. I wish I, I was recorded like, it. I was, I was getting teary eyed. Like, I, because I couldn't believe, you know, Dave Mustaine's 
it's that's once again you don't ever hear that side yeah, of completely right, pain, right right you know and then afterwards because during the prayer he's like you know keep me in their life i'm you know i'm the big brother something like that and yeah and then after the prayer he's like he's like guys i mean it please get my number down and and call me if you need anything yeah. and every now and then he'll text me just to make fun of me because you know because you're dark yeah because i'm dark you know? <laughs> hey you got your green card yet what do you say you got your green card yet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you were born in the States, weren't you? Yes. So yes. Pepe is the one. Pepe is the one that needs a green card. Pepe is the true Mexican. That's how we figure out who the, who, who the racists are. Like, we'll go to radio. Oh, that's the best. And they're like, how you doing, Pepe? <laughs> 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 right away, they don't even, you know, obviously didn't research who the we are yeah. and it's always I'm Pepe and like oh Pepe so you're racist eh oh, I'm sorry uh, that's instantly we're doing. like oh you're a racist we start, oh for sure oh, yeah. we start oh, yeah. laughing oh, yeah. their faces get all like what do you mean <laughs> we, we turn it into a joke but we just make them super oh, uncomfortable wow. yeah, yeah. and it oh, works no. all the time well, like we're the great guests on radio stations are the, the worst, worst. Yeah. yes they're like I hey, can't wait they to get this out of here they love us they hate us why is that because of that because we make we were shit talkers like we're constant shit talkers to everybody that we meet to each other and everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I had a radio interview this morning for this show, and um, it's one of those things. I like, heard you. You kept me up. Oh. You weren't Camp Hill. <laughs> oh, no, that was another one. That was oh. at 1030. Ah. I had one at, at 8. You were Got in it. Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> well, because, well, I woke up and I saw that we were in Camp Hill, but in Camp, <laughs> in Camp Hill, we we played a show to the Rock DJ. Oh, was that only. it? Like, he was the only person in attendance. Wait a minute. You had a show and he's the only one who showed up? Yes. We didn't have you. That's great. Did we do an acoustic thing, too, in the station? Yeah, it might have been It might have been the guy that you interviewed with. It might have been. Older fella? Yeah. I, I, I wake up in the morning and, you know, you know uh, get up a little bit kind of tired and, 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 you know, soupy from last night. And I go inside and it's somebody, it's like a house. You know, one of those radio yeah, yeah. stations, it's like a house. Yeah. And you walk through and they walk and I sit down and I look over and there's two kids just staring at me. Because I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? I was like, oh, geez, the children of the damned are over there. And so yeah, these are my these are my kids. I pulled them out of school so they could uh, they you. could see they could meet you. I was like, you pulled them out of school like the whole day? I'm gonna be here for like 20 minutes. Right. And these kids did not say a word. Just sat there like super uncomfortable and super weirded out. And I'm like. Did they really want to be here? Or did you just bring them in for you? I know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's kind of a weird thing because I'm like tired and I look like you know red eyes and there's kids. Oh, there's kids. I better pay attention right. and be nice. You know. Hi, hi guys. <laughs> no, really, they're Hi, big guys. fans, and he's all wearing, he's the one wearing a Jericho shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got exactly. his, he's got his belt he, can over you his sign shoulder. This for them? <laughs> yeah, can you sign this for them? <laughs> well, how do you, how do you guys uh, take that when you when you have a show that's a uh, one person, for example, or ten oh, people, man. or oh, we, we just that, that one. That one was well. We've had a few, a few of of those, like one or two people. That was the first one. That was one of our very first tours. It was Christmas time. It was December twenty third. I almost feel you know. I we felt bad show. for the guy. Yeah, cause because it was, his, it was his radio, his Christmas party, party. Like he's had it, you know, annually for years. So he was just like, "Oh, it's always the best. It's always <laughs> the best." The interview, he's like, "Oh, you guys, you're gonna love this. We do it every year. It's a Christmas thing, and it's great. It's gonna be a good time." And it's a jolly old time. He was literally the only one there watching. And this you play. could see the devastation in his but face. Like, does like, nobody wow. like him? Like, how can nobody else know. be there? I don't know. I, like, I don't know. I think it was, it was a sign. Was a sign of like the whole rock and roll just. Taking a nosedive, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just rock and roll radio. What well, that entire run, we were like hitting radio stations in Chicago, and they're like, "You're the last interview." It's it's you oh know, yeah, it's down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. Is right. That's right. That yeah. is hard with with that because there is no big station in Chicago or New York or yeah. L. A. Even yeah, in in these areas of the country, the Midwest and, and you know Pennsylvania, there's great stations. There are stations, yeah. which is great. Yeah, which keeps it alive. But yeah, what was your uh, favorite tour you did, Ed? 
Uh, the Fozzie tour. Oh, yeah. Right. And I can tell you why, because it's a blast. We're in a bus. We're hanging out. Everybody here is super awesome. You know, uh, yeah. uh, all your guys and our guys mesh very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're having a blast. You know, and it's great. Like when you're in and out of town, it's cool because I sleep in your bunk in your jacket. <laughs> and when it gets cold, I just turn the lights on on your jacket. And it warms me right up. Waiting to say that the whole time. <laughs> it's but, good. No, it's funny because, like I said, your name has come up with us so many times. I think there was one point where we were thinking about going to Europe together. Yeah. Then there's the other project that we're talking about that I can't really uh, announce, but it's going to happen where right we go uh, in the water. Um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, but that's that. That I like the fact that we were able to finally hook up. Now, have you guys gone to Europe yet? We once, uh, oh, once, once and it was horrible. Europe. Right. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a great time. It was two fun. Weeks. It was in the UK. two weeks in the UK, and we just went up with bands that were unknown, mm-hmm. and we were un- we're unknown here, let alone go to Europe and see. So it's called the pieces. unknown tour. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The promoting was not done properly. The promoting was horrible. The bands were horrible. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> no the bands were great. The bands were awesome. Lion Eyes and Planet of Zeus. Yeah, the great okay. bands, and uh, it just nobody cared about the the promotion. What was it? It was like a Lords of the Rift. Lord of the Rift. Well, that's what the tour was Two. called. Two. Yeah. Lord of the Rift. Two. Lords of the oh. Rift tour. Yeah. Two, yeah. Not to be confused with Lords of the Rift one. They had. Yeah. One. They had one. Right. <laughs> it was so, that was Scorpion Child, I think, and. Monster. Okay, I know those guys. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, what did you think of Europe? Did you like it or? I loved it. Yeah, you know, it, it, we ended up using but... it as a because we were spending so much money out of the king pocket. You know that we might as well use it as a vacation. So, man, mm-hmm. I, we'd wake up in the morning and we'd all go off in our own ways and look at castles and drink coffee. And it's funny because you realize, like our country, like this is an older city. For example, probably. Right. 20s and 30s or you might see like a church from 1840 but there it's like oh, here's yeah, a church from 800 yeah. Yeah. yeah you realize just how young this country is in totally. comparison to being over there it's beautiful yeah the, and the architecture is insane yeah, yeah you know? so everything's absolutely. just like gorgeous you, you, come, may- you come back home you're like ooh this is- <laughs> it's like <laughs> we need to spruce up this place <laughs> yeah, get rid of the McDonald's and Starbucks yeah. and build, know, build right? a statue please when, <laughs> when you talk about the, the big king uh uh the, the money, whatever pot, the king pot. Do you have to every tour that you get? Do you have to decide whether it's worth it to do? Do you turn a lot of tour, tours down, or do you just go wherever as much as you possibly can? Uh, in, in early on in the in the in in our in our youth of the band, we would take any tour. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. We were going to go out for two hundred dollars a night and just be out and stay out. You know, uh, working in the in the scene, working with certain people in the industry like you start realizing that you're no longer working for yourself you're working for others and they're just record companies record companies and management Management. right and you you know you get really worried because you're out on the road trying to have a good time then you have to like oh crap we have to pay this person and we have to pay this company and it just it just started sucking so we started trying to be very selective with where we're going out now but and you start to feel that they're just pushing you with any band just so they can get their percentage. Exactly. Their, per, their percentage the ones, is, is their nickel and diming yeah. 40 other bands just to pay their cable bill. Right, right, and we're right. like, oh, my phone's going to be shut off. Like, literally, my yeah. phone's going to be shut off today <laughs> if I don't find a Verizon. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 
Nice little Verizon plug. <laughs> Verizon, give me free shit. <laughs> Shout out to Verizon. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and then, like you said, that's the business side of the business that sometimes is the, the shitty part. You know, yeah. The, the it, artistry it, and the you realize part. everybody looks out for each other except for musicians. The band. Like the yeah. bands. Always the last the ones bands are the last ones to mm-hmm. get anything. And they'll push you like oh go work with this songwriter and go work with this producer and everybody's making so much money you know like the producer the producer makes so much money and the songwriter makes so much money and like everybody makes so much money and we're not making anything and you realize like you're you're basically like you said just working for every so everybody else gets paid yeah 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 it sucks so so what do you what do you what are you uh, thinking for the next step for King then? I know you had your last record came out about a year ago or so. Our last record just October. came out uh, October seventh. Okay, yeah. October, right. And it, it to us it just feels like it, we we've not gained any ground on it. Just be, basically because our record was released released in October and we were out with Clutch and the label thought it best that our label our record come out during that time, mm-hmm. which was a great idea if we would have had CDs the night of our record release party, <laughs> which we didn't. So I don't know who gets shot there, but that wasn't our fault. We, we were out. I said felt. <laughs> Anyways, what was I saying? You gotta love that stuff. Like you did not have your own CD at the release party at our record release show. You know, in where were we? You we're know, in North uh, Carolina, Carolina somewhere. somewhere. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. I just got a tweet today from some guy. That I, I I wrote another book, and they put them out as it's called a galley. Yeah. Which means it's like it's the almost finished version, but they sent out to reviewers and stuff. Okay. Some guy tweets like, "I'm reading Chris Jericho's new book." I'm like, "That's interesting. I don't have one of those." things oh, oh shit you want to hear something rad i have a galley i don't have a galley that same story happened to us where we didn't have uh, uh our cd our brand new cd hadn't come out yet and we were just waiting for it to see it and we were like kind of uh, anticipating anticipating we do a signing at fye and i don't know where the hell we're at oh kentucky it was we like were, maybe four days before the album was yeah be louder than life right louder than life yes yeah. and some kid comes with the copy of our record and i'm thinking <laughs> wow this guy like totally bootlegged this killer <laughs> version. And I'm like holy where'd you get this from he's like there's like hundreds at the fye tent it's like how the hell does fye we, yeah we didn't get a physical copy i had all. to go and steal i stole <laughs> you stole your own yeah, record i had to steal my own record you could get arrested f them for stealing your own record <laughs> completely what a great publicity stunt that was so would be. angry only in america know, right? yeah, yeah, yeah we should have gotten you arrested I wish that would have probably helped us out, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, just winding down, man. Uh, last couple questions. Uh, what's your favorite song to play live uh, from from your catalog, Eddie? Oh man, I have two: "Trails and Veins" and "Breathe in the Water." Yeah, "Breathe in the Water" is yeah. It's great acoustic too. I watched a video of it uh, online. It's really good stuff. Oh, man, thank you, guys, you. you guys have great harmonies together. Thank you very and much. And Pepe it. just hits like a box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> he just sits, sits down or whatever, like milk crate. You just go. Oh the, yeah! If you could I see could Chris's facial expressions, <laughs> I love how proud I was of that performance on the cajon. It's called, and I like how I just belittled it and ri- ridiculized it. <laughs> so Pepe, you like playing on boxes, huh? <laughs> cool drum set we, next uh, time we do acoustic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> just to use Neil any Bert. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just with brushes, though. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Tony, your favorite. You know, I would have to agree with with Eddie on that. Those two are are my favorite oh, to wow. play as well. Yeah. Why is that, by the way? Uh, for me, I think uh, breathing the water. It's in a lower tuning, mm-hmm. and I think it, it personally it feels more natural uh, vocally. You know, the, the, yeah. the and then heavy. It sounds so heavy. Well, I mean, it's lower tune, but it's that high B that. I still 
right? Well, his, his for him is again, that's again so personally tough. for me, but for him, I know that that's a tougher note to hit. Sure, it's but very, very I feel Chris Cornell, your yeah, voice yeah. has that tendency to it's it, right which up is there. Great. Yeah, it's very high, and I feel like it's a great reaction from the crowd. Both that song and Trails and Veins off our first album. Cool, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to repeat Trails and Veins, but uh, the reason I like it so much is because I feel like it, it encompasses everything that King's about. Mm-hmm. It has really nice melodies, it's really heavy, and uh, like I think I feel like we all overplay in uh, in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I really like Trails and Veins live. And Shoreline, it's a song um, that's a, a, thrash, a thrash song. You played it last night, right? What's the one you played last it's night? Pristine like warning. warning. That's that was great too. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Shoreline is a it's, it's our fastest song. Um, that's off our first and I record. I love I love playing that thing live. That's something when you bust that out in front of a Megadeth crowd or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Whoa. we've done yeah. it a couple of nights on this on this tour. On this tour as yeah, well. I want to say didn't we? Uh, I don't remember. I, I thought we opened with the Megadeth with that one, but that we we opened up with uh, a song that doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, that's right. Uh, How can it not exist? And never made Long the, story. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> never made the record. I, I, I don't even remember what it's called. Used as a fool. Used as a fool. Yeah. Oh. The, the Lost King track. The Lost it, King track. Maybe, it's recorded, too. We, maybe yeah, it'll be it twice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe both versions will make the box set one of these days. One yeah. of these days. That'd be great. Garage and days. I'll, I'll play box. on it. Yeah. He's like, when you say box, <laughs> when that the box. <laughs> it's a shoe box with a bunch of our CDs. So, uh, and the last last thing, uh, every tour, um, I, we go to a truck stop in the middle of the night, and I always get off the bus, and I say, I'm going to buy the dumbest thing I can find. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm going to buy it for you, Peppy. Explain what, what I got for you. It was a salt and pepper holder. Salt and pepper shaker holder. Sure, that's a turtle wearing a sombrero and uh, a sarape. <laughs> it's <laughs> beautiful. Which, by the way, was it un- looks a lot like you. By the way, <laughs> it looks a lot like me. It was under lock and key too. I had to go to the lake. Can you open up this case? <laughs> she goes, "Which one you want?" I go, "This one." She goes, "You want that?" I'm like, <laughs> "We put it here because nobody wants these if things." Nobody wants it. Why is it locked up? You should get rid of it. She's like, "That's my storage case. That's, that's from my house." <laughs> It's Guys. a real turtle. <laughs> That's what you don't know. Yeah, when he wakes up, you're going to have a treat know, in your right? bunk. <laughs> Guys, what a great time, man, and a great tour, and uh, it's a pleasure getting to hang out with you guys. Oh, Likewise. Likewise. Thank you for having Thank us, you, for having us. Great hang with King, Eddie, Tony, and Pepe. Killer time on tour together just a few weeks ago, I promise. Uh, I'll tell you about the next thing Fozzie and King are doing very, very soon. In the meantime, go check out online Hot for Teacher King, Chris Jericho. When we were in San Antonio, we laid that sucker down and we had a, a great time. So looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing King live. They're out with Hell Yeah. It's going to be a great show in Grand Rapids, Michigan, July 19th, uh, 25th, Poughkeepsie, New York, 26th, New York at the Gramercy Theater. They're all all across the country. They're also doing the Chicago Open Air Festival this weekend at Toyota Park. Ozzy and Kiss, lots of other great bands also on the bill. Go check them out. King is a great live band, like I said, like Black Sabbath in 1978. And do yourself a favor. Get the new King album on Amazon. You'll love it. And order my new book while you're there. No is a four-letter word. Go to Amazon.com slash shop slash I am Jericho. And who knows? If you search Amazon hard enough, you might also find the latest refreshing summer product from Team Tiger Awesome. Who's that bending the risers on a bodacious wave? Why, it's Spurts Cameron, the dog that knows two things, how to party, and that a hot spurts the better get her mouth wetter. What's that canine kahuna? The waves are gnarly. And Spurts got a new flavor called Spurt Cream? Whoa! That means I can get my lips on a hot creamy spurt day or night. I can't wait to get cream. 
That's right, Spurts Cameron. Your best bros don't even ask. Cream their mouth with a hot, juicy spurt for an ultimate high five. <laughs> At the hospital? Oh, brother, you're hurting for a spurtin'. What about a scientist? I'm spurting already. <laughs> I'm going to tell him about the contest. This summer, enter Spurts Under the Sea Getaway, and you might win one of a thousand pearl necklaces. So suck it, spray it, choke it down, it doesn't matter. Just get your hands on a can and jam your finger into the rim and see if you've won. To find out more about the giveaway, listen to the Team Tiger Awesome Show every Sunday on the Jericho Network and Podcast One. Go subscribe to the Team Tiger Awesome Show at Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave them a five-star rating and review as well. Leave all the Jericho Network Podcasts five-star ratings and reviews at Apple Podcasts. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. The Raven Effect. Raven discusses this week how he created the Raven character for ECW. Very interesting. And, of course, the flagship show, Keep It at 100 with Conan. Wow, some real controversial statements from Shane Helms on this week's show. Don't forget about Beyond the Darkness. Get your paranormal fix every weekday with brand new episodes Monday through Friday. And you can get in on their True Crime Tuesdays as well. Dave Schrader and Tim Dennis, the two guys behind Beyond the Darkness, are doing a weekly True Crime Tuesday podcast. But you can only get that by signing up at patreon.com for just five bucks a month. You'll get a new episode every single Tuesday. Episodes commercial free. No commercials. Sign up now at patreon.com. Uh, and by the way, those controversial statements that Shane Helms uh, told on the Conan show were about his dismissal from TNA, so you don't want to miss that. All right, thanks for listening, and thanks to all this episode's tremendous sponsors and all of you for supporting them. Talking about DDP Yoga, go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY yoga-related mouth and clothing. Go to True Car. You'll get uh, cheaper, quicker, uh, easier car buying experience i know from uh, from uh, experience myself i've had the experience so i know that it really really is the real deal thank you for listening keep listening for the 60 second ap news headlines coming up next and coming up next wednesday ah, i'll tell you what uh on the eve of my goddaughter's wedding and my cousin's wedding i'm gonna do talk uh talk with my, my with my brothers the two dudes i grew up with it's childhood is jericho with wise cousin chad and how you doing todd uh, good, good dudes, and we talk about growing up in the 70s and 80s. The three of us grew up together, and uh, you're going to love this one. Childhood is Jericho this Wednesday on Talk is Jericho. Don't you dare miss it. It's going to be a great time. You guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you very soon. And in the meantime, in the between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy. Listen to new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday on the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.